0: In the competition And what's more, if you heard it before, it's some repetition. I flew so fast I back. Time.
1: Welcome to another episode of Books on the Bus, a podcast miniseries about the intersection of rock and reading. I'm SW. Louden, author of the Greg Salem Punk Rock PI series and co-host of the monthly crime and mystery fiction podcast, Writer Types. My guest today is Marco DeSantis, who is probably best known as the lead guitarist for Sugar Cult. The band released three studio records and a documentary DVD, in addition to touring the world with bands like Green Day and Blink-182. Marco has also toured and recorded with several other punk and indie acts, including The Ataris, Swingin' Utters, Nerf Herder, and Bad Astronaut. These days, you're just as likely to find him jetting around the world to play DJ gigs at clubs and corporate events when he isn't lecturing about the music business at several Los Angeles music colleges. He's an interesting guy, and this is a fun conversation about books, reading, and rock. So let's
2: jump right in. Marco, welcome to the show. What is the last book you read?
0: Okay, the last book I read was probably the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. I'm kind of like mildly obsessed with this new age of self-helpy books. It's kind of my latest obsession. It's my own like self-imposed mitigation to make up for all of the books I read about musicians. You know, I voraciously devoured all those books about people and bands. And matter of fact, I still have a bunch on deck that I haven't gotten into simply because I started to sort of feel this like guilt where like someone would be like dude what books have you read and i'd be like oh i read you know please kill me and the dirt and the slash book and i got that keith morris book and i still i'm um, waiting for uh to find a used copy of the trouble boys um book about the replacement and it just got to a point where like i was like i'm reading way too much of these things and here's the thing like I kind of want to write one myself one day. And I'm afraid that if I read too many of them, because after a while, let's
2: face it, like the narrative sort of becomes a little bit like static narrative. You've mentioned a lot of my recent favorite rock biographies. Um, I read Trouble Boys and that was fantastic. And I read Under the Big Black Sun by John Doe. I I can go through periods where I'll read those books back to back. But I agree with you that at a certain point, they kind of all start to run together. Like those are three books about like punk rock heroes that I had. But right. like I, the story's kind of mixed up with Duff McKagan's book for me because I read them around the same time. God, there's some bands
0: that I really enjoy reading about, but I don't really enjoy listening to, you know, like, you know, I would catch myself like, God, I really want to get the new issue of Mojo and like read the interview about this band. But I don't actually really want to sit down and listen to them, you know, and I get to the point where I'm like, am I more fascinated with the like. the sort of trivia and the lifestyle and all this kind of stuff and the folklore than I actually am in the music. And, but what happens is I feel like it's like anything. It's like going to a museum and looking at a rad painting and you're like, Oh, that's rad. I like, I like this painting. And then you go a little closer and you read the little card that's adjacent to it. And you're like, Oh, how cool. My God, this was actually painted in the twenties by this artist. And then you go and read the big blurb on the main wall of the gallery And it'll say, like, all the stuff about that artist and about that time period. And then you start to appreciate, like, wow, that artist had, you know, so many things working against them. And um, society was this way at the time. And once you put it into, like, once you kind of contextualize it, suddenly, like, you look at that same painting that you were stoked on. And now suddenly it has all this extra weight and meaning to it.
2: You've mentioned a lot of um, autobiographies and biographies and nonfiction. Do you read any fiction or is is it something you come and go on?
0: I will kind of like self-impose a book of fiction every now and again because I sort of just to to make sure I get those nutrients because it's like, you know, it's like you should have a well-balanced diet. Right now, I've got The Old Man and the Sea, like, and I know I read that at some point in my life, but it was like lifetimes ago. So I'm reading it again, just kind of just sort of like as like a palate cleanser, like I should read a classic. Every once in a while, you should kind of like throw up a classic.
2: When you're in a band and you're on tour, you have a lot of time on your hands, right? It's like you're traveling around, you get to the venue, you wait around for sound check, you sound check for 20 minutes, you wait around for the show four hours later, you play for 45 minutes or an hour and a half, and then you you hang out for a little while, and then you get back on the bus or you go to the hotel. You kind of like always have a lot of time on your hands. Were you somebody who read a lot when he's on the road? Luckily, in Sugar Cult, when, when we were in our heavy touring years, Like when
0: we were touring nonstop for like three years straight, we didn't have iPhones yet. (laughs) I imagine if I was in a band today, you know, like, I mean, I'm a, you know, now it's like if I go on the road to go do a, a, you know, run of DJ gigs or even like stuff with Bad Astronaut or just any other project that I do. Basically, when you go on the road, it's like, it's like a vacation, you know, you've got all this time. Because even when I go on vacation, like if I go with my family to like, you know, Hawaii or something like that. It's like me and me and my wife will bring, like, books and be like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to be, like, poolside or lying on the beach reading books. It's going to be great. You can't do that when you have kids because every two seconds someone's like, hey, i got to go to the bathroom. Hey, I'm hungry. Hey, watch me jump off that rock. Or you're just like, okay, I don't want to, like, let my kid just go snorkeling and not keep an eye on him. Right. So, so there's really, like – Essentially, like I'm going to the, read this Charles Bukowski book. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, or it's like, hey, what are you reading? You're like, oh, it's nothing. It's just a book about um some degenerate who did all this crazy stuff, and you know, wait, why are you reading that? Is that is that what you want to be? You know, like in, <laughs> no, but like the only downtime you have when you're a family person is literally after the kids go to bed. And I can't tell you how many books are on my nightstand that are covered in slobber because I'll just, like, fall asleep with it on my face. Like, currently, right now, I'm, I'm sleeping with a book called In Search of the Last Chord. It's about the year 1967 and sort of the hippie movement. And it was written by uh, Danny Goldberg, who is, like, you know, he was associated with Nirvana and um, Led Zeppelin and all these people. I mean, Danny Goldberg's a, a music industry kind of, like, mogul and just legend at this point. But, you know, he was a full-blown card-carrying hippie in the 60s and you know kind of came of age then and so he's just basically recounting that whole experience of what life was like back then and he kind of does all this research and kind of compares New York and London and I, I've done so much self-educating about the the punk movements in New York and LA and California and and England that like I I could probably write my own book you know I've read all those books England's dreaming by John Savage um please kill me by uh, Legs McNeil and Gillian McCain, Ramon's books and Richard Hell's books. And basically from the time I was like 11 years old, I started hanging out in record stores and bookstores. And I would just kind of put these pieces together. And, you know, you read a little bit of like Diary of a Rock and Roll Star by Ian Hunter from Mata You read a little bit of Confessions of a Groupie or whatever by Pamela DeBar. You read a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and you kind of start to piece it all together. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Hammer of the Gods was probably the first rock book I ever read when I was like probably way too young to be reading about the shenanigans that went on in that book. It's just kind of like this, like you're compelled to read that stuff because it's just fascinating. You know, it's almost like when you're in, in middle school and you read like Forever by Judy Blume. You're like, I just, you're so fascinated with the notion that like boys and girls hook up. You're like I just need to find as much information about this that's available to me as possible. Well, then you start to get obsessed with music, and it's the same thing starts to happen. Especially when the music you're attracted to is music that's, you know, maybe a little off the beaten path. I don't know enough about the history of writers and books and and genres in the book world to know who the real deal is or not. And I kind of like that because I feel like I know so much about music history that it's hard for me to just listen to like. A Bruno Mars song and just ease back in my chair and enjoy the groove which should be easy to do because it's groovy and awesome but I can't sit there and just and not just go oh dude what about Morris Day in the Time oh my god he's totally going for like a Chalamar thing right there oh my gosh what about the Michael Jackson and I'm sitting up in my seat and getting all agitated when I should just be able to sit back and and just say like "24 carat magic in the air
2: you know what I mean?
0: Like sometimes you can know too much. And that's the cool thing about books to me is I don't know that much about it. There's, a, there's probably a better self-help guru than Tim Ferriss, but right now I'm just grooving on Tim Ferriss. I, I think I always like books like – I like Chuck Klosterman's books. I think those are kind of cool. I like to read, like, you know, people that are around my age because it's just kind of fun to, like, be like, well, someone who grew up around the same timeline as me is, is you know, it's kind of interesting. But, oh, you know what book I loved reading, too? I remember reading this on the road. It was called The Road. Remember that book by Cormac McCarthy? That's a great book to read on the road because it never, like, there's it never comes up for air. Like, there's no chapters. So you're just, like, constantly reading it. And you're just like, you know,
2: okay, can you just sound check my guitar for me? Like, you just don't want it to be over ever. What's the one book you have recommended to other people the most in your life?
0: Oh, man, I have recommended Please Kill Me. It's a pretty great like oral history of like the New York scene, but I feel like it could also be, you know, a template for any scene. You know, you could just fill in the blanks. I don't know if there's one book. I guess I'm just too goddamn
2: indecisive to choose one. Yeah, Forever by Judy Bloom. <laughs> Oh man! I knew you were gonna get there. I was just waiting for it.
0: <laughs> oh, the places you'll go by Dr. Seuss. How about that one?
2: That's a great that one's book. a favorite. I've I've given that one as a gift many times. In my that life. is that is one of my favorite books. That is definitely one of my favorite books. Marco, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Anytime, Matt.
1: That's it for this episode. If you want to find out more about Marco Desantis, he's on Twitter at SugarCultMarco, and he's on Instagram at Marco Desantis. Word to the wise, Marco is spelled with a K. If you want to find out more about me and my books, check out SWLoudon.com or find me on Twitter at SWLoudon. Like what you're hearing? Spread the word with your friends and enemies on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be back tomorrow for the final episode of the Books on the Bus podcast miniseries featuring a conversation with Jim Lindbergh from Pennywise. Talk to you then.